0: grand rising and priming powerful beings. Shout out to you. It's the Holistic Motivator. And today I'm going to be talking about the gift of your presence, how to build positive and loving relationships. I've been talking about the season of isolation and reflection, but today I want to talk to you about the gift of your presence. The gift of your presence is all about understanding that, understanding that Our presence is a gift but we have to be very intentional about how we show up where we show up and who we show up for so if our gift is a presence we have to continuously be a gift by understanding understanding that we have to make ourselves in a way that's loving that's peaceful that's empowering and then we surround ourselves with people that's in the same vibe and wavelength. so isolation will prepare you to be a pleasing person. Pleasing personality is not I please others so they like me. A pleasing personality is I'm just pleasant. So there's a difference between pleasantness and having a pleasing pseudo love style where I do stuff so other people like me. No, I'm likable so other people like me. My likable likability is not in the it's not because I do stuff that other people like but it's because that i'm the type of person that is pleasant so keep tapping into this episode of ed talks daily as i talk to you about the gift of your presence and building positive and loving relationships let's get it So this is a podcast ed talks daily is all about holistic growth it's about solidifying a growth mindset a holistic mindset so that way you can grow holistically in your mind your body your spirit it's about creating certain habits routines and ways of thinking that's going to allow you to create a lifestyle where you you experience heaven every single day if you want to listen on the go go to edtalksdaily.com and subscribe to the podcast to everybody who's been loyal and listening and tapping into either the live videos or you listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or, or wherever you listen at, I want to invite everybody to go ahead and leave me a review. So before I even get into the subject, I'm just going to invite everybody here to go leave a review. And if you're like, if I never listen to the podcast, can I still have a review? If you're watching me right now, if you're watching me right now, you're actually listening to the podcast. So after you've listened to the podcast, go to edtalksdaily.com forward slash review. Leave me a review that's going to be very useful. This is a way of giving thanks. If you're grateful for what I do every day and you're like, thank you for adding value into my life. I am asking you right now. Help me, help me, help me, help me. Go to edtalksdaily.com forward slash reviews. Somebody might ask, what's the reason why I'm ch- telling you to go to edtalksdaily.com forward slash reviews? It's because when you leave a review, it's going to shed light on the podcast which is going to help people right so i give an hour episode 30 minute episode 20 minute episode five minute every single day i drop a podcast so once you go to apple podcast or spotify and you leave a review natively on there you're going to tell the algorithms that this podcast should be number one right and then what it's going to do is going to go up in the ranks and people are going to find it so you're going to be helping people by just sharing it by just leaving a review To those of you who said, I'm down to leave a review, comment in the chat, review. Let me see who's actually dedicated so I can hold you accountable. (laughs) All right, please leave a review for my podcast. Go to edtalksdaily.com. All right, so let's get right into the subject. As you all know, I've always been talking about isolation. I've been talking about isolation versus loneliness. Now I'm going to talk about the gift of your presence your presence is your, is a present if you present it well, your presence is a present if you present it well. So what I mean by that is your very essence, your very spirit in its own is enough. So let's write this down. My presence in essence is enough. My presence in essence is enough. Shout out to Maria. My presence in essence is enough shout out to the smart lady. My presence in essence is enough. Now, why do I say that? A lot of times we don't think that we're enough and we think that in order for us to be valuable in the eyes of other, we have to do a whole lot of things when all we have to do is be all that we are. right? I'm not valuable because of what I do or what I have or what I share. I'm valuable because I am. I'm valuable because God placed his spirit inside of me. And with the spirit of God, my value is inherent in my presence. The presence of my essence is enough. The presence of my essence is enough. Now, so when I'm talking about the presence of your essence, we're not necessarily talking about the presentness of your of 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 your trauma, right? I'm talking about your essence. I'm not talking about certain temperaments that you know about yourself that you may say, I don't like that about me. Can we keep it real a little bit? Can, can we keep it real? And, and and this is not a judgment tip, because how can I judge you when I wear the same shoes or wore the same shoes? How can I? how can I to cast a stone at you if that same stone was you to build a cornerstone that's me right so what I'm telling you right now is nothing I'm about to say right now exempts me nothing I'm about to say right now makes me better it's just this is me speaking to myself empowering myself to remind myself to be to have a gift of my presence and to be present so now that I've dismantled any idea that this is a judgment zone this is a judge-free zone Now we can get into the conversation, can't we? Of course we can get into the conversation. Now that I dismantled that for you to say that I'm just very similar as you, there are times in my life where I didn't show up. So many times in my life I did not show up. I did not show up for my mom, right? I did not show up for my friends. I did not show up for people I cared about. But guess what? God was showing up. This is why I didn't show up one of the times. Somebody says, what you mean by that? Well, you know what? There are sometimes a season in your life where you can't show up for any, for other people. It's not because you don't want to show up. It's because you're in a place where the true version of you is can't. Sh- is not showing up. It's not that it can't show up. It's not showing up because you're you're growing through a season of isolation where you have to refine your character. You're growing through a season of isolation where you have to heal from traumas. You're going through a season of isolation where you have to let go of the shame, the blame, the guilt, the abandonment. So what I'm saying is There are seasons of our lives Where it's not that we don't want to show up It's not that we're bad people It's not that we're not lovable or We're not loving It's just that we're hurt It's just that we're suffering So we all have been in a point where You were suffering You were suffering your trauma You were suffering your, your abandonment You were suffering your thoughts about how bad that you are Because you're not doing this or doing that For somebody you care about And that was me And to be authentic It's not something I try to be. It's something that I am. So I'm gonna be authentic with you to say one of the greatest pains in my life, one of the greatest lessons that I used to call regret, one of the greatest lessons that I used to call regret, one of the things that I base my values upon that used to be uh, my, my character flaw is the fact that I would ignore the people I care about the most, not because I didn't care about them, but because I was so stuck in my own head about what I couldn't do for them, what I didn't do for them, or how good I was or was not, all right? And how they perceived me, and that affected my relationships. This year, starting from the year before, I started a work of saying, I don't wanna be like this anymore. And what I had to do is I had to change because it was hurting me just as much as it was hurting the people that I was inflicting that upon. And it was because from a childhood, I, I, was, I, was, a, I was operating from a childhood point, basis, not from a manhood. I was operating from a, a broken child, not from a healing man. How many of you can relate that there are some times in your life where you've been operating from a, 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 broken, a broken child, not a healing woman, not a medicine woman, or not a medicine man, not a spiritual soldier, right? But but a, a person bounded by their very own trauma. How many y'all? Uh, how, how many real people are in the building? How many people can say that there are certain relationships that you ran away from because you didn't necessarily know how to handle it because you couldn't really handle yourself. You going to stress. You going. You was going through the dark night of the soul. I was growing through the dark night of the soul, and and the people who who was affected by my dark night. The reason why they were affected by my dark night was because they reminded me of the dark night. And every time I went around them, it's not that I didn't love them, it's just that I realized how much pain I was suffering. So I suffered the pain twice. And, and they subconsciously reminded me of the pain I was suffering, right? So there were times where I looked myself in the mirror and I said to, to myself, Ed, you're not living up to your potential. Right? You're not at a place where you can be right now because you're doing things against your own self, and I felt bad about it. And every time I hanged around the people that I loved the most, um, some being my mom, some being my dad, and we're gonna start from the root. We're gonna get to the root. We're gonna get to the root. It, th- they reminded me of where I wasn't in life, where I knew, and I knew that God was taking me through a better journey, even though I wasn't where they wanted me to be. So they wanted me to have kids, they wanted me to be financially wealthy, which is which I appreciate. They wanted me to have a job. They wanted me to do all the things that God was telling me that I, I didn't need right now. So every time that I, I, I met them, uh, it's not that they made me feel bad about myself. They didn't make me feel anything. I felt bad because they mirrored myself. So how many of you have been in a point where you say, I can't look in the mirror not because... Not, not because the mirror is bad, but because the mirror reminds me of who I am. Raise your hand real quick. Just put, your, put that one hand up. How, how many of y'all felt like you couldn't look in the mirror because the mirror made you feel bad? Right? The mirror made me feel bad, y'all. And, and what I'm letting you know is sometimes when you look at the mirror, shout out to you, Imani. Shout out to the tribe in the building. Shout out to Kate. The mirror sometimes will make you feel bad don't blame the mirror. Be be brave enough to look at it and know that there's a change that needed to be made. And when I looked at the mirror, y'all, it hurt. Right? And I would go to my mo- where my mother stayed, and my mother stays in a better place now, but he's going to stay in an even better place because I'm going to buy her a million-dollar house, maybe. Maybe not. It doesn't have to be a million. But I'm going to buy her a beautiful home. Right? And that became my why. Right? So I would... I would go to my mother's house and where she stayed at and somewhere called Little Haiti. And I remember how Les Brown would talk about his mom and I felt the same way. That's why I resonated with Les. He was like, man, I want to buy my mama a house. Like I I, I want to change. And that was me. But every time that I walked in her house and I saw where she left, I, I didn't see her pain. I saw my inadequacy. How many of y'all, every time that you see that you could be doing something better for somebody, but you're not doing it, not because you don't wanna do it, but because you don't have the means to do it, so you feel bad about not having the means to do it, so to, to, to feel better about not having the means to do it, you just stay away, because at least that won't spark up the pain? How many of y'all have run away from the pain, not because you didn't wanna deal with it, but because it was dealing with you? That was me. The pain was dealing with me to the point where well, I would leave that house, Not only would I leave motivated and like I'm going to make something happen, I would make my work a priority because I said if I work hard, I can get my mother out of this house. So I would work harder on my business than I did on the business of my relationships. So thinking that time, I would have enough time to spend with her, I said, why don't I grind, make the money, get her out the hood, and then I spend time with her. And I discovered that The richer you get, the less time you have. So I discovered in the last few years was the healing process. And and I'm telling you, I tried to do it on my own, but it wasn't until I gave it to God that change really started happening. If I'm going to keep it real with y'all, because I kept trying. I kept trying to say, okay, I'm going to call my mom. this. This I'm going to go see her and this, 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 this. this." Then I would go see her. But I realized that I would go see her in increments, not because I didn't want to see her, but because every time I saw her, I saw myself in the pain. So she was going through a lot of pain and suffering. And my compassion, it's not that I wasn't compassionate. It's just that I was too passionate upon the materialistic world rather than the actual, the real world. And what's the real world? The real world is not what you think things should be, how you think things should be. The real world is not how you think you should be. It's not shooting all over yourself. The real world is realizing that how you choose to be right now, and your presence is the essence. Your presence is a present if you present presented well. So for a while, I, never, I said, I'm never gonna share this with people because people may judge me on this. People may think I'm a bad person on this. People may say, oh man, I can't rock with the holistic motivator. look at what he did, right? So I felt shameful, I felt guilty, and it was the major emotion I kept experiencing, it was shame and guilt. And because of shame and guilt, I withdrew. And so I didn't do better because I withdrew. So here's what I had to do. I had to show up, face the pain and transmute the pain. When I started showing up, facing the pain, the pain started transmuting and that helped my life change and transform. So to transform your life and your relationships, you got to face the pain and transmute the pain. So let's write this down in the chat. Let's, let's drop some likes. I'm choosing to face the pain and transmute the pain. I'm choosing to face the pain and transmute the pain. So the moment I started to show up and speak life into my mother's life, the moment I started to show up and bring herbs to my mom and bring food to her, started to treat her like a queen, I started to say, okay, here's what I'm going to do. The the most important relationship before you can build any relationship is your relationship with your parents. So I said, how can I treat my wife like a queen if I don't treat my mom like a queen? Let that sink in. Some of you with your fathers. How can you treat your husband like a king if you can't treat your father like a king? Y'all feel me on this one? This is a word here. I did not come here to play, I came here to prosper. How can you treat your wife like a king, like a queen, if you can't treat your mom like a queen? How can you treat your dad like a king, if you can't treat your husband like a king, if you can't treat your dad like a queen? So I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to treat my mother like the queen that she is, the queen. So I decided that I was going to call her every day. I decided I was going to see her, that I was going to bring her food, that I was going to be I was going to support her dream. If she got a business going on, I'm there. Right. I I was I decided that I was going to prioritize my relationship because it was severed when we broke, when we we were separated. Right. So I, I told you sometimes you have to be isolated so the guy can work on elevate you but sometimes isolation and separation leaves a stain. Let's put that down. Isolation and separation leaves a stain. And somebody says, some parents are abusive. That is correct, but we're gonna get to that. But right now, we're gonna focus on on that unlimited compassion. We're gonna focus on that unconditional love for for this segment, right? So I discovered that I had to face the pain in order to heal from the pain. I started showing up more, I started to realize that it's not what I can give my mother that mattered as much as how I can be around my mother. It's not what I can give my parents that matter now at least. Right? At least for now. Not forever. Because if they invested so much in you for the last 18, 30, 40 years, you better have something financially to give to your parents at some point in your life. Let's keep that real. So if I had 50 bucks, I would make sure my mom get 20 bucks, right? So I said, I'm going to do it what I have, and I won't have to worry about, okay, and when I have like 100,000, I'm going to give her uh, 30,000. So I started to give her a percentage of my small percentage, right? I started to say, okay, I'm going to pay your phone bill every month, okay? So some of you, you paying your phone bill for a girl you trying to get in the drawers. Okay, let's go. You trying to get in somebody's drawers, you're going to pay her phone bill. But the woman you came out of, you're not paying her phone bill. That's a word. That's a problem right there. So I said, yeah, maybe I have issues. Maybe I don't have enough money to pay her phone. Maybe I don't have whatever. Maybe I don't have not financially ready to do it. Maybe I'm going through my own challenges. But I'm going to sacrifice at least 50 bucks a month to pay that phone bill. So I started with something as small. I couldn't... I wasn't at a place to pay my mother's rent, but I was at a place to pay her phone bill. So I said, financially, I'm going to be there like that. So I said, okay, maybe because I'm running a business, I can't be there at your house with you out there. I know, Mom, you, sometimes you feel lonely, you feel by yourself. And I was so grateful that, you know, my mom is not with my dad. I was so grateful that my mom found somebody, right? And, and, and like, that's why I empower my mother in her relationship, right? So the, the person that my mom is with you know, I appreciate him, I treat him like, you know, I, I reverence to him, right? So why? Because I say, whoever is gonna make you happy, I, I honor you, ma, so I'm gonna make sure that you're happy because they're helping you with your happiness. And of course, I gotta make sure, man, don't don't be effing around and, and doing nothing. So checking her his character as well, because I'm a son. Don't come and try to, don't with my mom. <laughs> you, you haven't seen a side of me yet, right? So <laughs> I'm serious. Don't fuck with my mom. So what I'm <laughs> so what I'm, <laughs> so what I'm saying is I had to support her in the ways that I can support her. Right? I had to show up in her in a way I can show up. Do I answer DMs? Of course. Yeah. I I communicate with people, I answer text messages. So 561-510-9605 for anybody who wanna text me, text Ed Talks to 561-510-9605. So I got to a point where I said, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do the best, I'm gonna be resourceful with what I have and do the best that I have. But let me tell you, it's not a linear process. When you decide you're going to shift and change, it's not going to be a linear process. Here's what that means. You're going to do really well, and then your trauma is going to, is going to you're going to do really well and then your trauma is going to pop up in seasons and you have to fight your way out of it and you have to you have to forgive yourself and ask for forgiveness over and over and over and over again, over and over and over again. If you're, if you're around somebody who loves you unconditionally, they're going to forgive you seven times, 77 times as long as it takes and you got to do the same exact thing for them as well. So I was grateful enough to have somebody who really loves me enough that allowed it me, that forgive me seven times, 77 times seven times 77 times, right? And being that, I was able to say, hey, hey Ma, I'm sorry I keep doing this, but I don't even know why I keep doing it. It's just that I'm still operating from boyhood and not manhood. I didn't tell her like that, but I told her, please forgive me, please forgive me. I was like, the, the, the latter will be greater than the former. I promise you, greater things will happen. So then I had to find interests that we can align ourselves with. My mother is an entrepreneur. She's the person that I've gotten my grind from. I I literally watch her, literally build her own businesses and so many different businesses as a child, right? My mom was a merchant. She sold clothes, right? She would she would she knows how to hustle. She knows how to turn nothing into something. And for those of you who have Haitian moms, you know they always avoid sending boxes to Haiti, shipping stuff, doing stuff of that nature. So I said, Ma, you want to start an oil company I'm going to help you with that. So what I started to do is I started to empower my mother because I this I, I figured out that we there was a there was a point where by coming together in what we're both passionate about, we can find a place where we can grow together. Right? So that's the next principle. I'm giving you a story but I'm giving you principles. I hope you're hearing the principles. So the principle is do the best you can with the little that you have. Know your presence is the greatest present be there even though you're not always there, forgive yourself and grow for your childhood issues and traumas and keep asking for forgiveness, keep making the adjustments until it ships. Don't ever give up on the person, don't ever give up yourself, keep working on at it because it matters. So those, those are the principles that I wanted to share with you through those stories. So now what I do is, I keep adjusting to be there. I keep reminding myself. But here, let me tell you about, let me share a testimony with y'all. The moment my life shifted, it wasn't when I consciously made a decision. It was a seven-day fast that I did. And certain, God just gave, it was like a presence that came inside of me and revealed and broke the chains of those traumas, of the guilt and the tripping. So I started to change my language to myself, I started to stop feeling bad. I started to say I'm a bad son, right? I started to stop saying I'm a bad son. I started to stop saying things like, oh, I'm not doing right by. I started to say every single day I'm going to be present. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to be loving, right? So I changed my words. So building positive and loving relationships has to do with changing the way that you think, changing your words, and changing the way that what you affirm to your life. So when you change what you affirm to your life, you change what you affirm to other people. Please, let's keep the comments in alignment with what we're speaking about, right? Please. So what we do is we literally, when, when you're able to do that, some, just drop some flames in the chat real quick. So when we, when we stay in alignment with what it what is that we're, what we're growing through, we have to understand that as we keep our alignment with where we want to heal to, we, we keep growing to another dimension because we make it a priority. For We have to make healing a priority. We have to make healing a priority. And how we prioritize healing is we have to say, my future is more important than my past pain. Right? My presence is, is a present and it's more important than my past pain. If we don't make our presence and our future and our, more important than our past pain, we're going to keep reliving the pain and calling it our present. And we're going to missing the present of life. If you put towards the future what you can do today, you're going to be missing out on what you can have today. And that that is loving and healing relationships. How many of you all have been running away from certain people because you just feel bad about the past? How many of you all have been suffering the same trauma and you just say, okay, when I get this, then I'll do that. When I'm here, then I'll show up. When I have this, then I'll provide. Nah, you can't live in the future because it's not promised. Exactly. So the future is not promised. We have to stay in the presence. And the presence, the present is, is the presence because your present is more important than your past pain. Don't rob yourself of your current present by putting out for tomorrow what you can do today. So in this season, how can you love one of the people you care about the most? How can you be there for them, even if it's in pain? Even if it makes you sad, it's not about you sometimes. Let's, let's put that in the chat. It's not always about me. It's not always about how I feel. It's not about, it's not, healing is not, oh, I feel like healing, so I'm showing up to heal. Healing is, I don't like how I'm feeling, so I'm showing up even though that it hurts, right? It's, it's really facing the pain head on, right? If you don't want the pain to keep perpetuating your head, you have to face the pain head on. And sometimes there are certain people that it's painful to be around because of your past pain. But we have to relink, we have to start to do the healing work. This is why I started to do healing work. Healing work for me was every single day letting stuff go so I can grow. Healing work for me was every single day educating myself on my traumas. Healing every single day was speaking some power into my life, right? Healing every single day was feeling my emotions and not drowning them out. Healing every single day was making the phone call and sending the text message and paying the bill and showing up. So in order for us to heal, we have to show up. In order for us to heal, we have to be willing to sacrifice the time that we spend on our hustle for the time that we spend building the love muscle. Look, some of you 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 became a workaholic that you're ignoring your life. You become a workaholic that you're ignoring your relationships. So your excuse is, I don't have time. Your excuse is, I'm not around my family. Your excuse is, I'm, I'm not where they are at physically. But because you're not where they're at physically, does not mean you can't pick up the phone and call them. Right, so let's write this down. I'm gonna pick up the phone and make the call. I'm gonna stop saying, oh, I'm gonna call them tomorrow. Let, let's write this down. Somebody needs this breakthrough right now. Who needs who needs this break breakthrough right now? I'm gonna just pick up the phone and call them. That's all you gotta do. Send them a voice message. Just what what's app, okay? If you don't if you don't have the courage yet for call, send a letter, send a text, send a voice note, send an email. So I'm letting you know. I'm just keeping it real with y'all here. I can hide my skeletons and try to help you build a spine. But if I put out my skeletons, you can actually feel me. And I just want y'all to feel me. Do you feel me, what I'm saying here? I'm saying stop putting tomorrow what you can do today. What if you woke up tomorrow and the person you wanted to say I love you is not there for you to say it? Stop putting off tomorrow what you can put today. I, I remember when, when my grandmother passed away. I, I was literally out of town. I was working trying to make some money and i remember every day waking up and saying grandma let's do some Qigong, let's do some Qigong, let's do some Qigong, or let's eat some herbs you can take and she would she would kind of d- deny what i said but I, I didn't i wasn't as persistent i wasn't as resistant to her denial because i was thinking i was denied but she was she was at a mental block right so there were times where like i'd just stay in my room and you know my grandma would be doing what she was doing She's she my step-grandmother, but she's my grandma, right? Because I grew up with her, and she, I love her, right? Just like my grandma on my mom's side and my dad's side, right? So I, when I talk about moms, it's, it's, like, weird. It's weird, right? It's a dynamic, right? So I have step-family, step and I have my family, but I consider both of them my family, right? So it's like I would tell my grandma every single day, Grandma, I got some movement that can heal you, and then she would deny it. She, would den- she didn't accept my help up until four weeks before she transitioned. And when she did accept my help, I started helping her. And then I got an opportunity to go out of town to make some money. And I didn't recognize the dire of her situation, but I was looking at the dire of my pockets. So I went out and I, I went and did whatever I had to go do. I, you know, I went out of town and I made some money. But then she then I got a call. It was a Friday evening. I was on the road. I was sitting in the back of the car and my um, cousin called me and said, Ed, your your grandma grandma passed away. And like my heart literally just like my, my lungs just like right. I was just like I was in distraught. I was like, dang, she just finally accepted my help and I left. And then when I got to talked to my stepmom, and she said something that was like really painful at the time, I was like, "You could have waited to told me that." And she said, a couple of days before Grandma passed, she said, "You see, he left so he didn't help, so he couldn't help me anymore." I was like, "Grandma, that's not why I left. I just went. I thought when I, I thought when I got back, you'd be here, and we'd just continue the work. I wasn't trying to go because you know I didn't want to help you. Like I've been trying to do this for the last two, three years. Like." I hope you would have, like, accepted it. I wasn't trying to do that. But she was like, yo, um, and then that's what my my stepmom told me. And I was like, that was another thing. And from that day forward, y'all, I remember my my chest was like this. I was caved in. My my lungs was hurting. I was, like, distraught. And when you're in grief, you literally kind of lose your power. Like, I was just like this. You can see it in my video. I actually, I still had the courage to make a podcast episode right after that. And I talked about it. And then after, after a couple of weeks, my chest started to come back up because I decided that I was gonna transmute my pain into passion to be there, to keep pushing people even when they don't wanna push themselves, to keep resilient, to not make it about me, to stop being in a place of, oh, they're denying me, to say that they're just in the process and they're developing, and t- to keep finding ways to put it in. So now I, I've made that part of my character. So even when my mom is like, Man, okay, I'm like, mom, let's fast, let's do this. I I just okay, I'm gonna bring you the juice. You don't wanna juice? I'm gonna literally bring the juice and give it. Now she starts to oh I like the juice. I'm gonna make you the salad. Right? I'm gonna get you the herbs. I'm gonna keep talking to you about it over and over and over and over and over and over to get tired of me. Right? Because I love you so much that I will not give up on you even though you don't see the value in what I'm offering. So yesterday my mama had some soda. I was like, I looked at her, she, she already knew what I meant. She's like, yeah, I shouldn't be drinking that. I was like, you, you know. You know you shouldn't be drinking that. And she's like, okay. I was like, Ma, you shouldn't be eating that much red meat anymore. She's like, yeah, you, you're absolutely right. I'm going to start doing fish now. I was like, okay, that's a start. I was like, Ma, you should be getting more fruits and vegetables. So now I'm like, here's the fruit, here's the vegetable, here's the juice. You get what I'm saying? So here's what I discovered. Sometimes the people we love so much won't always accept our help. And when they accept our help, it might be too late. But here's what we have to do. We have to step outside of ourselves and say, they're not denying me. They're just at a place of denial. They're not denying me. This is just how they've been up to this point. We have to keep showing up for them. This is unconditional love. So had I been around and had people really listened to me when I spoke, I was like the black sheep of the family, really, because I kept saying, Man, Ma, don't don't give her no meat, man. Don't be giving her this. I'd be like, let's this eat the vegetable juice. Like, nah, nah. I'm like, why y'all not listening to what I'm saying? I'd be like, don't go get that scene. I'm like, y'all not listening. It frustrated me, cause it's like, bro, it's like I know better, but you not listening to me. You know me so much that you not hearing me, and I'm I was tired of it. I'm literally like, yo, it's like it, it's it's a verse in the Bible that says, um, the, or the prophet is not accepted in his home hometown. Right, but in your own household, they're not—they're not gonna accept you. They're not gonna accept what you have to say, even the people you go to high school with, college with. They're not—it's gonna be complete other people. They—they're not really gonna see you. So I'm like, I was frustrated because I was like, man, if only y'all would listen to what I'm saying. Y'all not hearing me? You think I'm crazy? You think I'm making this stuff up. I see the truth. I see the right in front of me. It's like, that's how you feel as a, you feel like the black sheep of the family. But they was not denying you. They were just fighting for their old self. And that's when we have to relinquish our need to control people, when we understand they're fighting for what they think they know. They're fighting for what the, they think is true. So part of love is keep being resilient and, and speaking it, even if they... You just have to keep being resilient. Let's just comment this. I'm I'm going to be resilient towards loving on the people I love just as I'm resilient in my business. I'm going to be resilient in loving the people I love and sharing the information that I know. You are the one in your family. You are the one in your generation. You are the one. And if you are the one, guess what you have to do? You have to make your life the example, even when they don't listen. At some point, they're gonna have to remember what you told them. And at some point, they're gonna accept your help. And if they never do, then you have to accept the fact that you did the best that you can and don't guilt trip yourself. So that affected my relationship too, because then it was like, oh man, you could have done more. You could have done this, but you didn't do that. You could have done this. I was like, but you tried though. So you have to, just like you have to extend grace for other people, you gotta extend grace for yourself because you you tried to. You tried. And if you tried, that's that's an indication that you you, you made something happen even if you didn't make it happen the way you wanted it to happen. How many of y'all can relate to that? How many of y'all can relate that you've been trying? You've been trying to get your dad on that diet or that liveth, if I may say, you've been trying to get them to eat and drink your sea moss. You've been trying to get them on the herbal teas. You've been trying to get them to exercise and do the movement. You've been trying. How many of y'all can say that I've just I've been trying? It's been really drained it's been really draining for me. I feel like giving up. I feel like stopping. I, I, I don't know what to do anymore, but I've I've just been trying. I just wanna let you know keep trying. Just keep trying. Don't give up on it. And sometimes it's going to hurt when you see that you, you really tried and it didn't happen and and, and, and now it's like, yeah I have to live with the fact that I tried it, it didn't happen guess what you have to give yourself grace you have to give yourself space and you have to honor them you don't make them a bad person because they didn't listen to you Res- understand that it was necessarily them it was just that they were comfortable with being the way that they were that the way that they are so being the one in your family is not going to be easy being loving is not going to be easy being pleasant in the midst of when you're not accepted is not going to be easy. Being loving, motivational, inspirational when, when you're sharing what you have and people not seeing your value and recognizing your light is not going to be easy. So what you have to do is just keep doing it, right? And sometimes it, it really affects me when your parents, when your friends, when your family don't see you. It really affects you, cause my dad w- kept saying some other stuff. I don't believe. Well, the other day, I was just telling me, Dad, I've been, just been selling herbs. Like I've been selling herbs. I've been helping. People. Like you know how many people I've been inspiring all around the world. It's like, man, yeah. If you don't have a job, it ain't nothing. I'm like, what? He's and I was telling him, he was like, yeah, that's your belief, but I, I don't believe it. I believe that you have to go to work. I'm like, oh my god, if only you knew what I was. If only you knew what I do. If only you recognize, and I'm not saying this from an ego point, I'm saying this from a spiritual point. If only you knew who I really was. If only you knew the impact I had on the world. If only you knew what my brand is about. If only you knew the business that I'm building. If only you knew, but apparently you don't know, and I don't need to make you know, I will show you. Actions speak louder than words. Stop using your words towards people who won't understand. And until you show them, they won't believe it. And so sometimes you will speak it, but they won't believe until they see. Not everybody has faith in you by by your words. They will have faith in you by your deeds, but you gotta have faith in yourself because they not traveled the road you traveled on. They not been on the path you been on. They're not grown to where you're going. They were not called to be where you're going. They were not anointed with the anointing you have. They was not chosen to do the work you were chosen. You can't force them to understand. You can't force them to be on your side. You can't force them to live your lifestyle. You can't force them to do anything but you have to be a force to be reckoned with let your deeds show and it is sometimes you got to show them that look I was crucified and now I came on the other side and I am better because of it you judge me in the midst of my process. You said I will never be nothing, nobody, that I would suffer because I smoke weed, that, that I will lose my mind. But I was going through the dark night of the soul and my test was my testimony and my testimony is going to bring me prosperity and your 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 your, your comeback is, is going to be what makes them a believer. So all your friends, all your family, your parents that didn't believe, believe in you, when you put a down payment on a house for them, when you take care of them for the rest of your life, they will become a believer. But the moment you lose your belief because somebody told you that you can't do it because they don't see it for themselves is the moment you will bury your dreams And the moment you bury your dreams You already started the process of dying So what I'm telling you right now Is you have to keep living You have to live in your power You have to live in your word And you gotta do what you said you were going to do Because God is doing it regardless of what you think He will show you You have to have faith Faith is not seeing Faith is seeing before you see it Faith is not that I see it so I believe it Faith is believing it so you see it so clearly that it has to manifest. And that manifestation is going to make them a believer. But the moment you stop believing, the world forever miss all your talents, all your gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. So remember, let your light shine. Don't hide it. Don't dim it. It's the holistic motivator, and that's my word of the day, and I'm sticking to it. Those who have ears, let them hear. If this has been empowering for you, go to my website, edtalksdaily.com, subscribe to this episode, and leave a review. Don't come here and say, this was powerful, and you can't even put three words on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Go leave a review for this podcast. That's going to empower me, that's going to encourage me to keep doing the work, because this has to reach to the masses, because I have a gift, I have an anointing, I have a word, and can't nothing hold it back, baby. Can't nothing hold it back, baby? That's my message, and I'm sticking to it. Let's go.